Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, welcome back to the Joe Hoff Show after a great Christmas. Happy happy to be here. I hope you had a miraculous and beautiful Christmas yourselves. It was uh, lovely here in Southern Florida, uh, during, enjoying just the nice weather and, uh, and uh, some family, friends, and food, and had a really nice time. Also had some uh, time time uh, with uh, the family at church and really had just uh, just a great holiday. So I hope you did too. I mean, these are the things that really matter. These are the things that really count. I mean, there's so much going on and we fight and we continue to fight for the truth, for the future and for our children in every way possible. And that is why we're here. And that's why I'm glad you're here too, to support this show. I appreciate you sharing the show with others, letting them know that, hey, this is the best show on the radio as I used to say, but it's now also being live streamed as well. So encourage you to share this with friends, family, and, and all those that you love and who and who you know love this country and uh, this country, the United States of America, and uh, appreciate you doing that. And that's our mission for next year. We're going to be, we're going to be crushing the truth. We're going to be feeding truth to the masses and, and uh, it's going to get really, really real. As uh as my producer shared not long ago when in a discussion, she says, Joe, as soon as 2024 hits, people are going to wake up. They're going to realize what President Trump's been saying now for a few years. 2024 is about the election and Americans going to wake up. And I think a lot of them, unfortunately, are going to wake up and say, hey, hey, what have we done to fix uh, this broken election from 2020? What's been done? And quite frankly, uh, not much. Not much at all. There's a there's a gang of people that believe that Republicans just need to get more people uh, signed up to vote. Well, yeah, that's a great that's a great activity. It's a nice exercise. You should always do that, but that's not going to fix the fraud, and that's the problem with that thesis. Uh, you still got a lot of theft out there coming from the left enough that they could steal an election from the all time winningest president ever. Over 70 million votes for the first time in history of any president. President Trump lands 74 million. And still, somehow, Joe Biden gathers uh, uh, so these impossible numbers for this guy in his basement. And I've, as you know, I've written about this in three books. I've been writing more and more about them at my website, joehoff.com. My, my books are The Steel, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. They're available at Amazon. You can get them. And uh, also, my books now are in Italian and consolidated into one version in Italy. So we'll have more information on that coming out soon. But people are are, are are learning what happened here and they're shocked and so i think people from from overseas have had a guest on from italy who says they don't understand what you're saying when you say that president trump's election was stolen because over in italy you walk into a uh, facility like a school down the block you bring your card that lists when you've voted and your name and, and identification. You provide them your card and ID. You go vote. You come back. You pick up your ID and they stamp your card and you move on. That prevents the, the people from voting multiple times. And that's it. And by the end of the night, they know who's won the election. Uh, 
It's a simple process and it works well and it's very secure. In the U.S., we have a different process. And that's really what was uh, all about in my second book on the steel, which was uh, the impossible occurs. It was impossible for Joe Biden to win. And there's all sorts of evidence for this. When people say that there's no evidence of, of a stolen 2020 election, well, that's just an absolute bold-faced lie. And our media will not share that. And, and at the very beginning... Uh, we were t we were we were we were scoffed at, laughed at, attacked, and censored for sharing that truth. And yet today, sixty two percent of Americans believe that the twenty twenty election was rigged. So we're spot on. Our news is getting out through sites like this: TNTRadio.live, JoeHoff.com, the Gateway Pundit, all these sites that I've had the privilege of uh, working with and for this is where the truth comes and Americans know that they're not, they're not, they don't believe the legacy media anymore. They don't even watch. I haven't watched ABC, CBS, NBC news for years, just decades. And, uh, and Fox news since 2020, I just, uh, after that insulting night where they talked down to us with these, you know, snaky uh, moderators who hated Trump, people like Neil Cavuto on the business channel and, and uh, these other people, Martha McCullum and Brett Baer, who just really didn't, we just had a sinister look in their face whenever they talked about Trump. I, I was done. And so more and more people are flocking to sites like this and encourage you to tell them about it. This is where, we, where you're going to get the truth. And in my second book, I lay out all sorts of evidence, just mountains and mountains of evidence about the fraud from 2020. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of it, unfortunately. The uh, in in Georgia, for example, the Secretary of State there, he's 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 standing up against any transparency in that 2020 election, and has since the beginning, and has lied about it, lied multiple times. He uh, prepared a report that he sent to Mike Pence that people looked at later after it was released. So there's 40 some lies in there. The guy is, doesn't know how to tell the truth, and and uh, I. I was on a show yesterday, last night on OAN in the U.S., one, one TV channel that shares the news and as a guest. And I shared how the facts are that the uh, systems in Georgia, uh, they're not secure. A bad actor can sneak in and, uh, and hack in relatively easy. And if, if so, then they could, they could switch an election. They can manipulate the numbers. And I, I shared how in the corporate world, that's just that you, I tell you the audit committee members that I, of the audit committees that I attended, they would have freaked out if they heard this. They would have said, what? Shut that system down. Don't ever put it in production again until you can guarantee us that it's secure. But that's not the case with our twenty with our 2020 election and any election since. These uh, systems are absolutely ripe for fraud. Dave, uh, Dave Clements will be on tomorrow to talk more about his findings from the 2020 election and how these machines, they should be scrapped. They are just absolute not secure. And that's the biggest thing in a corporation. You want to make sure everything you touch is 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 fully uh, compliant with the law, but also absolutely that it's uh, secure. You can't have bad actors come in. In the corporate world, people could come in and, and drop malware, or they could steal your information. Either one is not good. So, so uh, boards and audit committees demand that their systems are secure. That's one of the one of the key things in today's business world. You've got to have secure systems protected from the uh, from the internet and from intruders. And yet our systems don't have that. That is that was not just me talking. That was not just uh, Professor Halderman who came out with a report after the 2020 election in Georgia. It's not just him talking either. 
It was the uh, CISA, the uh, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency of the Homeland Security. That same agency where that guy by the name of Cribs came out after the election said, this is the most secure election ever. The guy lied. He was a liar. He was a nasty liar. He was in on it, and he uh, he knew that that election was not secure, especially if he knew anything about systems. And in this audit report from Halderman, just just a few weeks later, he 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 writes these systems are not secure; they could be hacked easily, and a bad actor could flip the election results. That was then reported on by the CISA, the same agency where Krebs worked, uh, just months before, saying it was the most secure election ever. A few months later, they're saying, well, this a year later, it took them two years for this report to get out because the corrupt Obama judge Totenberg in Georgia wouldn't release it. So now we know the elections aren't secure. The systems aren't secure. The uh, bad actors can jump in and flip an election go by going through the systems. It's very it's it's. Uh, we, you know, it's been confirmed by the U.S. government, by the CISA. So there you have it. That was basically my message last night at OAN as they talked about the fact that there's going to be a trial coming up in Georgia. And in that trial will be uh, what we're, we've been what's we've been told is that the secretary of state finally is going to go under oath and is going to talk about the 2020 election. Well, he is fighting this. He's he's appealed it to the appellate court level because he does not want to go under oath and talk anything about the 2020 election. As a matter of fact, he's so scared about doing that. He always brings out his uh, goofy sidekick, this guy by the name of Gabriel Sterling, who was his CFO and COO. And by the way, segregation of duties would say that that is not something that you do in any corporation or entity. And yet Raffensperger's uh, Secretary of State's office in, in Georgia in 2020 had Sterling do both. They took him off the payroll so he could be an outsider. God only knows why they did that, maybe to prevent any of his emails from being uh, discovered after the election. Because this, the I'm telling you what, the, the slip was in. These guys were going to steal that election. And by the way, we've got an incredible guest coming up after this first segment. Garland Favorito from Georgia, who's going to fill us in on all of this and the current standings in Georgia. So anyways, that's still a big deal. And here we are just a couple of days from 2024, the year of our next presidential election. And we have to ensure that these systems are safe. I've received a, a note from a group in uh, Florida just a couple of days ago where they're saying, hey, the same thing in Florida. These systems are not safe. They're not secure. They don't comply with the law at both federal and state laws on security. And and uh, these people that are keeping them in place should be removed from office. And uh, I'll be putting that up later at joehoff.com. But I mean, there is so much evidence and so much to do. Uh, by the way, I'm working with a, with a group of elite, really super smart individuals, and we are putting together a strategy on how to, uh, how to put in place controls in this election uh, to prevent uh, it from being stolen again. And so that's that may give you a bit of hope. We're working really hard on that as well. So got a lot going on between between sharing the message with you here, between keeping up to date on stories in, going across the uh, country and breaking news at joehoff.com. And then, of course, at working on this effort to try to secure our 2020 election or 2024 election so we don't have another 
uh, event like occurred in 2020, where where a mindless, uh, corrupt, sick, senile old man perverted uh, and his and his same family that's all the same, uh, just perversion, corruption, scandalous drugs, uh, prostitutes. This family is sick. We don't ever want a family like that in the in the uh, running the U.S. government again. And we don't want their sidekicks like Barack Obama, who's now in his third term. Many people absolutely believe this is the guy who's running the government now. And that's, of course, unconstitutional against the law. Barack Obama should be locked up for this, in my opinion. Joe Biden, of course, for stealing this election. And I came out with another post this morning on Norm Eisen. Norm Eisen was Barack Obama's ethics czar. And he, uh, he was behind this color revolution in the U.S., and you can read about that in my first book on the steel setting the stage. The deep state was heavily involved in the 2020 election. From COVID uh, on, I believe they started their planning uh, the day that they realized that Hillary was not going to win the election in uh, 2016. And they just started uh, this plan to attack Trump every step of the way. Norm Eisen was involved in everything, it seems. He was involved in the impeachment. The guy's an animal, and of course, that, that that's because he's Obama's ethics are. And so I wrote a piece about him. He's now also behind not just the Steele dossier, the Russia collusion lies, the impeachments, but he is also behind these terribly grotesque, bogus, and unlawful cases against President Trump. While at the same time, you've got Joe Biden, who committed massive crimes with documents and had no presidential immunity. President Trump had every right to have the documents he had that were stolen from his home in Mar-a-Lago by this corrupt FBI. Our FBI is over the charts, just corrupt. And it's real sad. We've got to get all this fixed. We've got to get these bad actors out of these institutions and maybe destroy these institutions as well and bring in new institutions that will that will ensure justice in this great country, the United States of America. So anyways, we'll be right back with my good friend Garland Favorito from Georgia, and he's right in the thick of all this corruption there and uh, and and uncovering it and attacking it and trying to de just defeat these criminals that are trying to steal our elections in Georgia. So we'll be right back with Garland Favorito. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists, hijackers, or violent drunks, or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. 
China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government that stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, you know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them. This is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. Unbiased information. Honest and forthright. News without the misinformation. It doesn't matter what side you're from. What matters is what you say, the truthfulness behind it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are back. This is the Joe Hawk Show. And with me is my good friend and an American patriot, statesman, and, and hero from the state of Georgia, Garland Favorito. Garland, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Joe, good to be back with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope you and your family are just doing great. I hope you had a good one. Yeah, we had a great one. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, it's been it's been a really a nice a nice break. Although we have been working uh, almost twenty four seven through most of the holidays so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I've worked a lot over the holidays as well. It's kind of it seems to be part of this business. You know, it's just you're just just constantly trying to keep up and share the truth etc but i tell you what one hot spot right now is georgia and and the things going on there are unbelievable maybe i can summarize a little bit and then i'm gonna turn it over to you because nobody knows better what's going on there than you we can talk about some of these things maybe independently too um so i was on actually last night on oan uh, because uh, Jim had put up a piece at Gateway Pundit talking about how Brad Raffensperger's petitioning the courts so that he doesn't have to testify 
in an upcoming case in Georgia where I believe Judge Totenberg is asking him to testify. Now, now Raffensperger came out a few months ago and, and announced that he would not put in place a patch that is available for the Dominion voting machines that are used in your state. And, uh, and yet we found out that from an audit from 2020 that the systems, this audit by Halderman, a professor from Michigan, he says the systems are not secure. They, a uh, bad actor could get in and a bad actor then could basically flip an election. This report was also then reported by the CISA, this government agency, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure uh, Security Agency. And uh, the same agency the months prior said uh, this is the most secure election ever. They come out and write a report about a year later because there's so much pressure, I believe, to get the word out on what the results were of this report, even though Judge Totenberg been blocking it for two years. But uh, but at the same findings, and I and I last night on OAN, I just shared, man, I was in corporate and I was overseas and I've been in audit committees around the world and and have overseen billion dollars blocks of business, have a number of degrees, designations, et cetera. Those Board committees and audit committees that I attended, they would have freaked if they heard that we had a system in pro in production that is not secure and it would be shut down immediately. And yet we allow this in our system. So maybe we could first start about just the Georgia, the systems in this case uh, involving Raffensperger and, and Judge Totenberg. What's what's going on there, Garland? Maybe give us the inside scoop. Yeah, uh, Joe, glad to do that. So you're first of all, you're absolutely right that the, um, the author of the book, Integrity Counts, is refusing to testify under oath uh, at the Curling B. Ravensburger trial uh, that's coming up and starting on January 9th. Uh, so I think that should send a message to every Georgia voter and really every voter uh, in, in throughout the country since uh, you know Georgia federal elections to have impact on other states. Uh, so uh, he, there's going to be a hearing on Friday uh, and the uh, 11th Circuit's going to make a decision. The, um, uh, the state has filed a mandamus uh, on uh, the, you know, requesting that he, that uh, Judge Totenberg uh, be overruled. Uh, George, Judge Totenberg um, um, basically uh, stated that uh, he should testify, uh, but she was very limited and discriminatory in, on on her testimony, or, or requiring giving him uh, seventy five minutes and um, only allowing one of the plaintiff witnesses uh, to to ask questions, which uh, uh, is I think um, somewhat discriminatory. But in any case, uh, the Eleventh Circuit is going to make a, a decision, uh, I think, as early as Friday. They're certainly going to have a hearing. Uh, it could come later in the week, uh, the following week. Uh, but we'll know whether or not Je uh, Brad Ravensberger will testify. Uh, Brad Ravensberger is the, really the only one that can answer questions. Uh, there appear to be many, many false statements that he's made. Uh, and he's the only one that can explain it. You know, they, no, no one else in the Office of Secretary of State can explain Brad Ravensberger's uh, uh, statements that he's made publicly that appear to be in direct conflict with facts of the case. So that will all um, take place and transpire. We'll know an answer on that uh, pretty soon, hopefully over the next few days. 
So what do you expect to happen then as a result of this case? Is anything going to anything going to get fixed? Are they going to get rid of those systems? Are they going to force the patch? Do you think what do you, what do you think will happen? Well, first of all, in regards to the patch, uh, we are adamantly opposed to the patch. Uh, the patch is uh, diversionary. We've done a press release up there. It's on our voterga.org press release tab. It explains why the patch won't work. Um, and the reason is that there's no uh, evidence that the patch would solve any of the uh, vulnerabilities that Dr. Haltman identified and that you just explained, Joe. So, um, in, in addition, uh, Georgia's elections are secretly counted. And the issue is uh, not what version of the software you're running, but the issue is that Georgia is conducting secretly counted elections that cannot be verified by anyone in the entire world. Uh, so that is the issue that we're going to, uh, I say we, our, our, we have a plaintiff in this case, Ricardo Davis, and we're hoping that Ricardo can uh, be able to raise uh, some of these issues. He has uh, been granted his own attorney, uh, and uh, we'll see um, how, how all this plays out. There's still a lot of uh, politics behind the scenes. But, um, but in regards to the patch, uh, that's really um, uh, a diversionary issue, we, we believe. Um, and then, I'm sorry, you had asked about, uh, I got sidetracked on that. And yeah. you had asked, well, just, on, well, just on, on that alone, Garland, I've met a guy he, from Georgia, I believe he's a former judge, still a young man uh, who has a, a large family, good Christian man, I met him, he sued the state, I believe, because he was saying, hey, these QR codes that are down here, this is how the, the your ballot is counted. And he goes, nobody in this world can look at that QR code and say that that agrees with my what I've selected. And so he's very concerned about that and says that breaks basically the law. I believe he was soon, I think at Jordan or, or something was his name. Maybe you know who I'm talking about. Is that is that is that connected to this uh to what you just mentioned? Um that there might have been Richard Jordan, um, but um that is not directly uh, connected. So this is a separate case um, that has actually been going on for six years, and it's got a fascinating history. Um, the um, the court, uh, first of all, the plaintiffs in the case, there's two, actually now three sets of plaintiffs, uh, the curling plaintiffs, the coalition plaintiffs, and uh, Ricardo Davis, our co-founder. Um, but um, the curling coalition plaintiffs have made uh, really significant arguments that our old direct recording electronic voting system was constitutionally deficient. And the court upheld that and uh, banned the, uh, the, the uh, system from future use, uh, ironically, after the Secretary of State had signed a contract for a new system in 2019. And the new system, as you said, uh, Joe, uh, that one is a QR-coded voting system, and it's equally as unverifiable to the voter as the last one. So all of that is incredibly uh, ironic uh, that that Secretary said would buy that, particularly over um, uh, our objections and my personal concerns expressed to him before he ever became Secretary of State. That you know, not to I explicitly talk to him at a lunch one and explain that you know he does not want to have a, a QR-coded voting system, regardless of what the vendor may have been. Uh, and Secretary of State ignored us, and um, he uh, got the system anyway. Uh, going back to curling, 
curling uh, case, Judge Huntenberg uh, basically uh, confirmed that what I had said 17 years earlier, that the system is unconstitutional, unverifiable, and not auditable, and she banned it for future use, uh, declaring that it was constitutionally deficient. Now, after that happened, Secretary of State bought the new system. Now, she has, uh, the plaintiffs have amended their complaints, rightfully so, to, to, uh, to argue that the new system is also constitutionally deficient. So the whole, uh, the whole scope of the trial coming up on the 9th of January is that this system, uh, whether or not this system is constitutionally deficient. Uh, and uh, that is the, the primary issue before the court uh, in a trial that is likely to take uh, two to three weeks. Wow. Well, that's great. And let's hope that uh, that Raffensperger is brought in to testify under oath. And I really hope that you get some attorney that can really ask him some of these questions that need to be asked that should have been asked a long time ago. Uh, this guy, like you said, Mr. Integrity, by his own accounts, is, I believe, one of the most corrupt individuals in the U.S. today. I just can't believe this guy. And, and this is something I mentioned last night in OAN. He always has to bring Gabe Sterling with him because Gabe seems to be a better talker than he is. And I think there's a fear factor for him, too. He doesn't want to get in front of uh, under oath he doesn't want to talk because he's not a great talker he, he's not he can't really translate what he's trying to say and he knows he'll probably get himself into trouble when he does because he's done so many things that are i believe illegal and and namely certified a, a broken election in 2020 so we'll see what happens there you know another case garland in georgia that's going on and and by the way both of these cases would support President Trump in this in this fake indictment in Fulton County, where he for this Fonnie Willis, I think you pronounce it Fonnie, uh, where she uh, has come out and indicted a group of people and uh, in just uh, unbelievable charges against them, and then. Uh, Anyways, I've heard I, we've had Joe DeGeneva on the show here. He talked about Sidney Powell in that case. He said, "Was she?" took the plea deal because she was way overcharged. She did nothing wrong, but she was way overcharged. And it could have really damaged her once it pushed through in a corrupt court. And so they gave her this super lenient uh, plea deal, which she obviously takes, which then gets her out of this whole mess. And then they can say, and the media can say, well, look, Sidney Powell pleads guilty. Well, the whole thing's a sham. And that's what Joe DeGeneva was saying. Sydney's a good person, and she's not going to say anything bad about President Trump or the election. She knows those elections are stolen, so there's no risk there. The whole thing was to say Sidney Powell pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor and, and instead of getting charged on felonies. So that's what Joe said. So that whole case is garbage. But maybe before we jump into that, what about hey, this hey, case? Joe, Joe, Joe yeah, can I just I just want to yeah. add a comment right there uh, because Joe is absolutely right. This is uh, a history of what Fulton County has done uh, throughout decades. And they overcharge innocent people and uh, they then attempt to extract plea bargain agreements from them for crimes that they did not commit. This is not something that started with even Fonnie Willis or the full or, or this the 18 indictments, this is a uh, a track record that Fulton County District Attorney's Office has established over a period of years and even decades. 
Uh, I just want to tell you. So it's no surprise. What a corrupt group there. And uh, and it's no surprise that Norm Eisen would send a case their way just to harass President Trump and all these other people. It's just outrageous. These criminals that are running our government right now, just animals. Norm Eisen, I wrote about him this morning. He was the guy involved in color revolutions overseas and then brought that technique to the U.S. in 2020. And I wrote about him in my first book on the steel, too. He's just a real character. And he's still and they're saying he's behind all these uh, court cases against President Trump now. The thing that uh, the, the one case that really intrigues me is this case um, involving ballots where there was two, maybe three people. And you could clarify that did that were involved in this recount. It was, they called it a risk limiting audit. It was not an audit. It was a recount of fraudulent ballots. And when they did so, they said there's like 140,000 or so of these ballots look like they're carbon copies. I'm sure they're all for Joe Biden. And um, they were inserted into the election. And during the recount, these two people signed affidavits that said these things, you know, they're just not legit. And ever since then, I believe it's Secretary of State Raffensperger has been fighting you, your team, voter GA, for gaining access to these ballots. And this is still ongoing to this day. Maybe you can fill us in a little bit on that history and where this case stands right now. Yeah, so that's a, uh, right, Joe, and it's even a little bit worse than what you said. Uh, but um, there were actually, uh, well, so first of all, let me back up. Fulton County conducted an audit in the 2020 election. And uh, to say that audit was horribly flawed would probably be uh, an understatement. Uh, that audit, um, basically during the audit, which was conducted on Saturday, November 14th, and I was there, uh, as an audit monitor, uh, they um, found counterfeit ballots uh, that were in that had been injected into the actual physical ballot record. Sounds like uh, Garland, you froze up there for a moment. So we'll just uh, we'll go to we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Garland Favorito here at TNT Radio Live. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. If by some unimaginable impossibility, you're still trying to determine whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, ask yourself the following questions. Did you favor the Baphomet statue being erected at the Iowa State Capitol? Did you enjoy the school board swearing in on a stack of child pornography books? Do you find nothing objectionable about a homosexual sex tape being recorded in a Senate hearing room and posted online. And finally, did you just love the transgender nutcracker down a hallway hideously decorated by Dr. Jill Biden for Christmas at the White House? If the answer to one or more of these questions is yes, you might be a Democrat. In fact, you're definitely a Democrat. As for the rest of us, if you doubted that in the words of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, this next election is the choice between normal and crazy. Wonder no more. Last week said it all. From aginstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. I said, could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing, at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought, you know, what are we going to do if I die here? 
How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. You're listening to Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And we are back on the Joe Hoff Show with uh, my good friend Garland Favorito, a real hero from the state of Georgia, uh, runs this group called Voter GA. I first met him after the 2020 election. I'd say we've become good friends over the past few years as we're both just fighting for the truth. We just want fair and transparent elections. That's all we want. That's it, you know, and then let the winner win, you know, let the winner win. And uh, we just don't want another phony, uh, fake, uh, bogus election like we've had over the last uh, how many years. It's time to get things right in America. And it starts with our elections. We'll never be able to replace these tyrants if we don't do so. So anyways, before the break, uh, Garland was speaking to us about what was going on in Georgia. We talked about one case, this curling case where Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, is is uh, appealing. He doesn't want to talk under or speak under oath by any means possible, even though he writes a book on integrity. He doesn't want to talk under oath about any election uh, stuff. So he's he's appealing that to the to the appellate court because he just really doesn't want to talk about these machines that are in place in Georgia, which, as Garland uh, discussed, are totally against Georgia law. Now, uh, another case that we just started talking about is this case where there was a number of ballots that were identified in this uh, risk-limiting audit, 140 or some thousand that I mentioned, and Garland mentioned it's even worse than that. So, Garland, what, what's going on with this other case where there's hard copies of ballots that appear to be fraudulent, phonies, What's the status of that? How, where, where are we at now? Uh, yeah, Joe, so uh, just to back up and um, uh, give you the, a little bit of details, what I was mentioning before there was that um, four senior poll managers found counterfeit ballots in the November 14th uh, hand count audit that was conducted in Fulton County, uh, an audit that was fatally flawed uh, in many different ways. But... Um, they also two different audit monitors found uh, also corroborate that there were six sworn affidavits altogether. I was there the day they found the ballots, um, and uh, they knew that they were counterfeit because they were mail-in ballots. They weren't fo- they weren't folded from being mailed. They were not um, <coughs> um, marked with writing instruments. They appeared to be toner copied. They weren't on the correct paper stock, and they were voted the same way down ballot for dozens of ballots in a row. So there were clear case of counterfeit ballots. We don't know how many there were because we never got a chance to determine that. Once they were found, Fulton County just said, keep keep on counting. Um, doesn't matter if they're counterfeit or not. Uh, so that's what actually happened back on November 14th. And we filed this lawsuit. We're alleging that the counterfeit ballots violated our equal protection and due process rights because uh, they diluted the votes uh, of of other voters, and they increased the votes of other, of different other voters, depending upon who they voted for. So all of that um, uh, court case 
when we put that to court, um, the judge falsely claimed that we had no standing. Uh, we knew that was a lie. We appealed to the Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals upheld it. Uh, much to our surprise, we appealed to the Georgia Supreme Court, and they said, no, you've always had standing to sue a government agency or official who violates the law uh, ever since the state was um, was uh, established in 1788. And they made that decision without any um, uh, any uh, even a hearing, and they made that decision unanimously. All Democrats and Republicans agreed that we have always had standing. So the judge in the case lied. This case kicked back to the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals kicked it back uh, after sitting on for six months to this judge, Judge Romero. And Judge Romero, who we thought would then give us the correct ruling, decided to transfer the case to Judge Robert McBurney, who oversaw the Fannie Willis investigation, and who what we believe is the most uh, politically biased judge in Fulton County in regards to election matters. So the case is now back uh, with, with the sitting with him, we filed a motion to recuse him. Uh, another judge uh, in Fulton County, of course, Superior Court judge, decided that uh, he should not be recused and we should go forward with this judge, even though he made incredibly snide extrajudicial remarks in denying uh, David Perdue um, his rights to see the ballots um, when he filed a similar case uh, that we had, had filed. Um, so that case now uh, is we're having to substitute the plaintiffs, or I'm sorry, the defendants, because uh, the election board has changed hands, uh, and this, you know, a lot of the, uh, other board members have been replaced, and vice versa. So, so we're doing that, uh, and the, the, the case is um, going forward again. Uh, but the good news in all this is that the um, Harrison. Uh, Floyd's case has, uh, who have also has been represented by one of our attorneys, he has requested the same ballots, and he'll probably get to see them before before we do, um, as part of uh, his criminal trial, because criminal um, um, prosecutions have um, more carry more weight. So he'll probably get to see them uh, before we do, but that will solve the problem. We'll finally know uh, what those ballots uh, actually say. Uh, but Fulton County, as and you said, as Secretary of State, has fought us tooth and nail on this thing um, uh, ever since we first uh, filed it. Uh, this is just uh, unbelievable stuff. I'm just so disappointed in our, really, in this country. I mean, when Obama came in, the, the courts, uh, they just went to hell immediately. That must have been one of his first efforts is just destroy the court system. That Judge Amaro that you mentioned, and I don't know if people think he's a good guy or not. I think he's a scoundrel. He sat on that case for nine months, let everybody on. Uh, of course, justice delayed is justice denied. And then after nine months, he said you didn't have standing. It was appalling what he did, which then forced it to the appellate court, which then sat on it for how long? which then goes to the, like you mentioned, the Supreme Court of Georgia, and immediately they say, no, nah, you've got standing, of course, if your country, if your if you're politicians, if, you're, if your individuals working in your government, many crimes, you certainly have standing against these those efforts. And so it goes back now, and now you're telling me it's down, it's been actually lowered from the appellate court to the lower court, 
But then Judge Amaro again steps in and moves it to this corrupt judge. It's like you just can't make this stuff up. It's 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 exhausting just trying to get to the truth. The facts are that there's six people that are saying these ballots are fraudulent. There's supposedly absentee ballots and they haven't even been folded. How can you ever put a ballot in an envelope and not fold it? Why? How else could you get it to the uh, center and and then with the the fact that it's on the wrong paper and the fact that it's uh, the, the the holes, the circles are filled in by what looks to be a machine. This is just outrageous. It's so outrageous. Everybody knows this is fraud now. And the longer they pull this off, the more people are just enraged. And, and, and quite frankly, here we are now, just a few days from 2024, the year of our next election, and the court system in Georgia is so damn corrupt that we don't have answers to the systems that need to be addressed totally and removed, and and the paper ballots themselves. I mean, as an auditor, Marlon, I'm like, I look at this stuff and I say, there's really kind of three or four main areas. It's people, it's systems, it's uh, processes, and, and it's the support. And in Georgia, we can't get to the support, like you mentioned in this case, 140-some thousand fraudulent ballots we can't look at. They are preventing not just Georgia, but the entire country, access to ballots that mean everything. Because these phonies in Fulton County are are going after President Trump on you know, totally bogus charges. And this would prove President Trump right if there's 100,000 ballots that were inserted into the election that are garbage. So it's it's bigger, much, much bigger than just Georgia or Fulton County. This thing is huge for the entire country, and our court system is derailing it and has been for three years. It's outrageous. Second of all, we need to have systems, and you, we mentioned at the beginning, these systems as identified by Halderman, a, not a Trump supporter, a lefty from the state of Michigan professor who says, these systems are broke. They're not secure. And then the third thing is the processes. And we've got all sorts of evidence that during that election, it was a free-for-all in, in Fulton County. It was a mess. There's video. People shoving ballots through multiple times. You know, people doing all sorts of stuff that's just shocking to anybody, especially me, who was an auditor in the corporate world. I've never seen such sloppy processes in my entire life, and I've been around the world looking at businesses. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't say hundreds of businesses, but hundreds of audits around the world. I've never, never seen anything so messed up as Georgia was. It's, it's just outrageous what's going on. So, so is there any? Is there going to be a remedy for this case with the uh, with the with the hard copy ballots, or do you think our great hope now is this individual who's been criminally uh, targeted by Fulton County uh, for standing up for the people of Georgia and the people of America? Is that our best chance now? Well, we're going to uh, continue to pursue this case, Joe, in full force as fast as we can to get to the truth. Um, I'm convinced, uh, or at least I believe, that Judge McBurney, based on his past track, uh, horribly politically biased track record, is going to find some excuse to cover up for the criminal activity that occurred in Fulton County uh, during the 2020 election. Uh, I do not think he will be an honest judge. Uh, he has already proven not to be honest. And he has no business um, residing over 
uh, our case, presiding over it. Yeah, and that's McBurney. Okay, hey, it's just uh, it's just outrageous. We need to get access to these ballots. We need to see what's the truth here. And Mr. Integrity, Brad Raffensperger, is behind all of this. And I'd have to argue personally, Governor Kemp as well. They're sitting back, allowing this sham to continue now for three years. And we talk about justice denied and 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 justice delayed. And I tell you what, I saw. A last week right before this uh this hearing uh with the georgia um, state elections board where where raffensperger's sidekick gabe sterling says that this is all lies what people are saying that basically he's saying it's lies that the systems are are broken and they are not secure it's lies that there's ballots here that are fraudulent that we can't get our hands on to see it's he's calling all this lies is this does this outrage you? I mean, this, this, you know, the people in Georgia deserve so much better. I believe that state is as red as can be. I can't believe what they've done there. What, what's your, your final thoughts here, Garland? Well, yeah, Joe, it, it, it does, certainly does uh, enrage me when I keep hearing uh, the fact that the same people who claim that they, you know, we're lying are the same people who are covering up the corruption because they're trying to prevent us from seeing the ballots. If in fact, you know, the simple way to to um, resolve this whole issue uh, can be summarized in four words: show us the ballots. Stop arguing. Stop claiming we're lying. Stop doing all this other stuff. Stop going to the media and, and saying this, that, and the other. Just show us the ballots. That will resolve. Yeah, untainted, unbroken, accurate ballots as they are from the 2020 election if they haven't been uh you know tampered with already that's the biggest concern i have now it's just all it's just a charade it's just so disgusting we deserve so much better american people deserve the best and this is not the best this is the worst this is the barack obama uh, you know way you know future of the u.s if we allow this to continue Garland, thanks so much for joining us. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. God bless you, your family. Thank you for fighting so hard for this country. Keep us posted on what's going on there because I know there's a lot coming up. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank, thank you for all you do to keep a word, get a word thank you. out there. Thank you. And, and, and you can reach Garland at Voter GA. So go out there uh, and, and you can see all sorts of information on the 2020 election from this fantastic group in Georgia. Thanks so much. We'll be back tomorrow for our last show of the year. Uh, David Clements will be joining us. Uh, God bless, and we'll catch up tomorrow.